you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Combine action coming in hot today. Welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Ram. We're live in New York City, March 3rd. James Palmer, Jimmy Palmtrees is here, baby. That's right. Super Bowl champion Michael Robbins. Peace. I just like the song when you dance to it. How big is your backpack with all that uh, binder? Yeah, I got the binder, the research binder. We're going on a field today, field drills. I'm excited. Protractor, compass, the whole (laughs) bit. He is ready for the first day of school. The Combine's going out. You can see every number of those. It's so stupid. Uh, (laughs) TI-82. It's presented by Verizon. We've got round-the-clock coverage right here on NFL Network beginning at 4 p.m. today, Friday and Saturday, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Peter Schrager is live in Indianapolis. The action starts today. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends working out. We're getting that bench press cam, baby! Okay, you know it's a big day when I'm wearing a tie on Good Morning Football because I'm in the building. We are here. This is it. It's where it's all going to go down today. We're going to get actual workouts this afternoon. It starts at 4 o'clock Eastern, and we're talking about the big positions. Quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. Yes, it's an empty stadium. This is some angle. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you? Um, I would also say this. This is going to be one of those days where a person is going to make their bones that we have not been talking about for the last two weeks, that we are going to get a player that comes out and breaks out, and we're going to have that opportunity. It starts at 4 o'clock on NFL Network, but we're here at 7 a.m., and we've got four different coaches joining me here on Good Morning Football this morning. Some of them you're going to want to see, and Kay, I cannot wait. This is the day. This is a day we call Tide Day. The first day of school. Get your protractor. Let's go. <laughs> 
I want Mike Vrabel. I want Nathaniel Hackett. I'd love, I don't know if they're out there. Oh, is Brandon Staley there? I would Ooh, love to see him stop by downs. and talk to you. But yes, as you Let's said, 4 p.m. Eastern, Shrake's there in Indy. It's all live on NFL Network, and it's all about the offensive skill player. Shrake's is right. Not a lot of people are talking about the quarterbacks or the wide receivers or tight ends. This is their moment to prove they should go up those draft boards. They want to put on a show for those coaches, for Daniel Jeremiah, for Peter Schrager, and a tie. It's all going to happen today. Prospects looking to show out in Indy. So, James, let's start with you here. What are you watching? It's day one of on-field drills. I know we all have our eye on the quarterback. There's mm-hmm. five teams that think they're all getting a veteran quarterback, and there's, <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. So somebody's going to have to go look into the draft and evaluate these quarterbacks. But I want to look at some of these wide receivers specifically. This whole week has been about academics, about our education. So let's go to the school that I attended, The Ohio State University. Here we go. Spent the better okay. half of a decade there and look at two <laughs> receivers coming out and then are going to be on the field. The first one I'm looking at is Garrett Wilson. This guy is a polished route runner. I watch every single Ohio State game. This is the only team that I'm absolutely a <laughs> lunatic about. He is he is tremendous in the air. The 50-50 ball is his. He has unbelievable body control. There's two aspects of his game that I think the combine can either make or break where we see him. He is not the fastest yep. guy out there. But if he times really well, and Rob, you know this, yep. right? If he, if there's a 4-4 four, four something as opposed to He'll a 4-5, <laughs> that's a huge difference. I don't know what he's going to run, but that's been something that's questioned a little bit by some of the evaluators, as well as he's had a couple of dropsies from here or there, concentration mm. drops. Well, this is where all eyes are on you, and concentration you is everything in these drills. So let's see how he does there. And then Chris Alave, I talked at length this year just because I said I'm, I'm a crazy fan about Ohio State with Terry McLaurin of the commanders now Washington mm-hmm. football team and we had this conversation and he loves Alave they're close he loves how he came about his career at this program he was spending time on special teams there blocking punts being a gunner and then makes his way as one of these guys that is a down the field threat and being that deep ball addition both of these guys are going to transform a receiving core in the NFL I'm excited to see I met Garrett Wilson at Super Bowl in the event he was very calm he was very excited easy to talk to very wide receiver very I'll be talking <laughs> to you next year when I'm even starting in the NFL I'll really be on like the show I can't wait to see that dude today. Garrett Wilson is a route technician yeah. the dude can run routes I- I'm looking at the quarterback James, I'm gonna go with the quarterbacks. Uh, everybody knows I like Malik Willis. Um, I like Kenny Pickett as, as well. But I'm very intrigued by this Desmond Ritter kid, man. Okay. I mean, I'm really intrigued by him. He was in school for four years. Um, led the Cincinnati Bearcats to what a 13 and one record. Um, I want to see his arm strength because at the end of the day, when I look at him on tape, a lot of his receivers are open by, by a large margin. Okay. So I want to see his arm strength. I want to see can he really throw the football and his release often times on tape I see I saw him overstriding and when you overstride sometimes it affects your accuracy and things like that but the kid threw for over 10,000 yards while he was in college and I like guys who, who who's been in school who who stayed in school for four years and, and got all the accolades I'm really interested we, we know he's a leader but he, he he has a child you know what I mean I want to see if he can you know step out there and be the leader of this quarterback group uh, speaking of arm strength, I'm going to talk about your boy Pickett because it's, okay. I think all eyes on him, and I love the combine trope. I love the hackneyed, like played out. Is he wearing gloves? Is he not wearing gloves? His hand size is less than <laughs> nine inches. Shock, horror, it'll be terrible. And then you have a bunch of people who go on and do great things and dispel all of that, of course. So I'm fascinated either way. He's a pit quarterback, everybody. His name's Kenny Pickett. Watch him. He was brilliant last year, Heisman finalist 
11 and 2, 47 total touchdowns, just seven interceptions. This kid shattered oh. Dan Marino's school record for touchdowns, but people are throwing that all out the window, and they will because of hand size. Yep. It's expected to be small, and it probably <laughs> will be. And then during drills, I want to see him. He threw with gloves on in college. People take that as a red flag. Teddy B did it too. I will for he has, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forever will not understand that unless you tell me that he can't wear gloves in college. Why do I or on the NFL level? Why do I care if he's wearing gloves now? Well, you know, when, tell when, me. when, when gloves get sweaty, sometimes okay. they work against you. They don't. They aren't as sticky sometimes when they're sweaty. The ball, you know, and ball security can be an issue. So I think that's why some teams kind of look at it like, oh, you know, is is he is he wearing the glove to kind of. You know, make up for the lack of hand strength but or the it, lack of hand size. My thing is, man, if that if it's not if it's like harder to do with gloves and it takes away some of the feel, how impressive is it that he was eleven and two and a Heisman trip, uh, finalist with gloves? I mean, it was impressive. Me when I played quarterback, I didn't necessarily like to wear a glove. I was one yeah. of those guys. I, I had to feel the leather um, of the glove. That's how I knew I had the football. But to each his own. Okay, if, I want to see it, him light it up it. though. Let it rip. Gloves you want to see are, Kenny Pickett light it up? I think everyone's going to be, is he wearing gloves? Is he not wearing gloves? Just go either way. Go light it up. Accuracy, arm strength. That's a question against him as well. I, well, and I look at Kenny Pickett like he's a guy that, you know, played a long time. He was in he, like, a lot of reps in college. Is he going to be the guy, and, and Desmond Ritter too, who's going to step out there and I'm the alpha of this group? You know, remember when Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. was, you know, was going to the senior bowl and doing, right. the, doing the draft? Whenever Baker stepped on the field, all the other quarterbacks kind of, kind of went back. I want to see which one of these quarterbacks is going to take the lead. Yeah, I mean, physical limitations are, I feel like, the thing that sort of follow Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. If he can dispel some of those, there's no greater combine no. story than that happening under the, the bright lights in Indy, where we find Peter Schrager. And I'm fascinated to know what you're looking excited about today. Yeah, no, and Kay, Mike's right on it with the quarterbacks. Every combine, they're in a group together, and you can see by the time they're in the drills, it's day four together, and there's a Pied Piper of the group. It was Baker Mayfield a few years ago. It was Joe Burrow two years ago that everywhere the quarterbacks went, it was Burrow in the lead, and everyone, Herbert, Tua, following Burrow, and you were like, oh, that's the alpha in the room. We'll find that out tonight, and I cannot wait to see if it's Pickett, if it's Willis, or if it's Desmond Ritter or one of the other quarterbacks working out. But the wide receiver position is interesting because in today's NFL, when you're a wide receiver, you're thrown right into it, and now they expect Jamar Chase out of the gates. They expect, oh, I don't know, Jalen Waddle breaking the rookie record. Who's going to be the wide receiver in a very packed class at the top? I'm going to start off with one name, Drake London out of USC. Guys, he is six foot five and is built like a machine. Look at him jumping over defenders there. He can do 360 dunks without running. It's one of those deals where he is just an incredible dominant force as far as size and build. Can he run routes? How has he been interviewing? How is he going to do today? All right, so you know wide receivers, they come in all shapes and sizes. How about Romeo Daubs out of Nevada? Nevada, our dear friend Nate Burleson, probably the best wide receiver to come out of that school in the last 30 years. Daubs challenged all his records, and it was one of those deals where, all right, he's at a smaller school. He didn't play against the big. How is he going to size up against the other Ohio State guys like James just talked about? How is he going to do against the Alabama players? Let's see the Nevada player and how he does. And last but not least, Kay, this will be special to your heart. We loved Rondell Moore last year. How about Calvin Austin III, who is a five foot seven wide receiver, who is a burner and a blazer, and at five seven, 
has done some really special things at Memphis, and yet is immediately being written off by a lot of teams because of the size, can't do this, can't do that. In today's NFL, there is a place if you can make a play. Calvin Austin the third has been wowing people on the college level. Let's see how he does tonight. Once the clocks are out there and we're getting Mark Ross doing the hand time as far as the 40 goes, and we're going to see these guys run routes. The wide receiver position is so important in the NFL, and I'm told, although there might not be a Julio Jones or a Calvin Johnson in this draft, there are a lot of guys who will be starting for NFL teams next year. How are they going to stack up when it's apples to apples and they're all on this field behind me? Quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, let's go. The combine starts tonight. I'm in Indy, and I've got a new head coach with me. This is the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel. Welcome to Good Morning Football, and welcome to the Combine for the first time as an NFL head coach. I mean, bro, appreciate it. This has been phenomenal being here with you specifically, a guy that I've known for so long and has always had my back. It's it's my pleasure. Awesome. So. I love hearing that. And uh, Yeah, we've known each other going back to – I believe your Cleveland days is where we first met, and then Atlanta, and then San Francisco, of course. And San Francisco is a good place to start off because not only did you guys have an incredible run through the playoffs last year, but yesterday afternoon you were about to go on your press availability with the media, and John Lynch, your former colleague slash general manager, was at the podium. And take a watch of what happened here, guys. Special person, aside from being a special yeah, John. Yeah, there you are, Mike. I didn't know you were there. Oh, I wasn't leaving for that. I appreciate it. I'm out of here now. See you, buddy. I didn't know what I said. That was it. You don't remember that moment, or you do? I mean, no, I remember logic. it. You're I, walking by, and Lynch is talking about you. It's no, got to be like meta. No, it was it was wild. I was there was a um, I was on camera with a local um, Miami station doing an interview. Um, my eyes were blinded by bright lights, <laughs> so then I was trying to like re-collaborate or uh, re recalibrate, turn around, and I'm like, "Wait, is John Lynch talking about me? Let me hear this out." <laughs> um, and lucky we caught him on a, on a, a yeah, it was a good one. So um, it was one that he wanted me to hear or would want me to hear, but he had no idea. Yeah. So it, it was very organic. Yeah, and you know, John Lynch was there with you, but you're bringing a bunch of the staff that Kyle had with you. I thought that was really interesting that Wes Welker and John Embry and the names go on, the guys are willing to uproot their lives and follow you to Miami. What, what do you think of the coaching staff now that you finally have put this together and it's like, hey, let's go. We're at Combine. Let's get from here. You know, I, I couldn't be prouder um, if, if you'd say, uh, if you'd snapshot the entire um, staff offensively and defensively and said, hey, this is going to be your first coaching staff as a head coach, I'd be like, wow, uh, who helped me? Um, but it was uh, it was something I was very fortunate. There's, um, you know, it was one thing that I knew um, was paramount uh, of importance to me. Really, um, is having the players. Uh, you know, it's all about the players from the jump. So the the people connected to them and the, the teachers that they're going to be with on a daily basis, um, their aptitude, their integrity. Um, their, their character was so important to me, so took some uh, took some time. Um, it was, uh, you know, being the third week into the coaching cycle or whatever, um, it presented some challenges, but it all worked out um, awesome. I couldn't be happier. That's why you didn't respond to a text from me for three weeks? 
Yes. Okay, understood. I'll let that Not go. Not the only one. Okay? <laughs> I'll let that go. On the record. Um, Tua has been the topic. And yesterday, you, you praised Tua. And I know when you interviewed for this job, I'm sure Tua was first and foremost mentioned. Where are we at with Tua Tungavailoa as the future of the NFL's Miami Dolphins? And where are you as his head coach going into the situation? Um, well, currently, I'm right here. Um, it was his 24th birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday to him. Um, a little belated, but we're good. Um, <laughs> but at a great spot, honestly. Um, just because, you know, in uh, brief interactions, just getting to know each other, I'm spending some time. You, you can tell that um, it, it's empowering uh, to the player that there's, there's people that believe in him. And, um, you know, myself, Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator, Derek Bovell, the quarterback coach, um, we, we've all been in communication to build that relationship and that trust um, because it's like a trust fall with a player mm-hmm. like you know I have these skills is very important year in his career very important uh, year for all of us coaches um, and we have to depend on each other rely on each other and um, I, I'm really excited moving forward because uh, you know the the guy has some skills that I think are untapped um, I, I think it's important that you empower the quarterback um, with the rest of the players around him um, and, the, and the scheme that you bring forth. Um, so I, I think uh, his best days are in front of him, um, and that's, that's a really cool piece of the, the process to be a part of as a, as a coach. Well, I'll go through your career for the viewers at home. Like The best year Robert Griffin ever had, you were one of his coaches. The best year Matt Ryan ever had, you were one of his coaches. The best year Jimmy Garoppolo ever had, you were one of his coaches. Do you look at it as a challenge that people write off Tua and they're like, eh, Tua, oh, Burrow and Herbert, yes. Tua, eh, does that challenge you to be, okay, no, no, let's get the most and let's maximize well, this guy. First of all, do you, do you do all of your own research? Because you're on it. That, 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 is, that is definitely the case. Um, so I commend you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that is, that's exactly what it is. You know, as a coach, you're you're sitting there and looking at um, each individual player, and regardless um, of what's happened before, or what's going to happen after. As a competitor, you you want to say, I want your best year attached to a year that I'm coaching you. So that's something that I think um, is a driving force, really, um, when when you're able to get a player um, maybe a couple years into the league, but, you know, it's his first year in the system. That's something that um, I think our coaching staff is uh, is prepared to do mm-hmm. um, and accepts that challenge and understands what it is and um, can, takes really complete ownership over it. Jalen Waddle broke the rookie record for receptions last year in an offense different than yours. You worked with Debo Samuel last year. Immediately everyone wants to say, Jalen Waddle's going to be Debo Samuel. Let's take that off the table for now. You walk into that room and you see what Jalen Waddell did in his first year stepping on an NFL field. What can you do as an offensive mastermind? And what, how does that excite you to take this job and say, hey, let's build even more on that? Who's mastermind right here? <laughs> Dude, nice. That was good, right? Um, yeah, it was good. Thanks for saying that. Um, you look at that uh, with a fine-tooth comb all the time. You know, there, there's numbers attached to production, um, but there's stuff beyond that. And each and every um, reception and each and every really rep that you have out there, uh, it's important as a coach to take a fine-tooth comb to it mm-hmm. and say, okay, what, um, what are you doing here? What is the time of the play? What are your, what are your techniques? Um, and how are you attacking leverage? What are you seeing? All of these things in this game are relatively new. You know, he's a, he's a, um, he has one year under his belt. And, and so from a coaching staff perspective, we see a, a 
ton of untapped potential. Um, we, we, you want to look at it just the same way we were talking about too, that, okay, this was a cool year, but this should be your worst year in how you play. Mm-hmm. Numbers are, are, there's too many variables to sit here and say, okay, you're going to ha- always have more than 103 receptions or whatever you had. That's not what I'm talking about. It's how you play the game within the offense, maximizing um, every opportunity. And, and, you know, we think there's more explosiveness um, with the ball in his hands on the field uh, that we can untap. We think um, there's a lot of route running stuff that he can really benefit from uh, working with guys like Wes Welker, you know. Um, yeah. And, and so we're, that, both of those guys are young, hungry players. And as, as a coaching staff, that, that's like the prerequisite that says, okay, green light, go coaches, um, go to work and let's see what we can get out of these guys. Right quick, we're wrapping right here. There's a lot of talk of Jimmy G and all this stuff. Forget about on the Dolphins or anything or where he's in the Niners. Jimmy G as a player, just for the fans at home, coaching him for all those years, for fans who are wondering if he might be their new quarterback, what would be your assessment on him? Um, just talking about Jimmy G as a, as a player that I've been able to coach, um, have tremendous amount of respect for this guy. Uh, he's able to ignore the noise. He's um, he takes his job very serious. Guys gravitate to him. Um, very, you know. I, I feel honored and privileged to have coached him. Um, and he's a uh, hell of a player that is a productive NFL guy that can have success in multiple offenses and and can do it um, for years to come. That's it. Uh, we could talk about this for an hour, but Mike McDaniel, we are wrapping now because we've got our next segment to do, but I want to appreciate the fact that well, you woke this, up at the... What's the segment? <laughs> I mean, how important is said segment? Said segment is our report cards on a division from last year. Does that sound important to you? That's fair. That's, that's, fair. that's it. Okay, that is I mean, good. you guys, I guess you guys have prepared yourselves as well. So. That's it. Uh, on behalf of Mike Robinson and James Palmer, Kyle Brandt, Kay Adams, thank you so much for joining our show, especially at this early hour, and good luck to everything you're going to be doing with the Miami Dolphins. Thank you, guys. It's my pleasure. I bet my mom and wife are so pumped. Um, I, uh, Wendy Williams doesn't get recorded no. because of Good Morning That's Football. It. Off the DVR. Yeah. So uh, sorry, Wendy. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, more Good Morning Football after this. Wendy Williams, we see you and we appreciate and Cut. respect you. But um, it's Good Morning Football time right here. Mike McDaniel, thanks, bro. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, more Good Morning Football coming up after this. As the aforementioned push, we're going to talk about the NFC North. Where's this guy going? Let's first discuss what they did last year. Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers. We might even talk a little Detroit Lions. Hang tight. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, 
It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 2021 season is over before we get too deep into the offseason. We want to take a look back at some areas where teams performed well last season. It's something that we are calling 2021 report cards. And it's, I thought we were being real. We were just giving A's. That we're just that teacher? Yeah. Nobody's yeah. given even an A minus, have they, all week? No, we have. I think we're finding what these teams are great at. Oh. And, you know, we're trying to give them an A. Positive yeah. reinforcement. There you go. There's that guy who's like, do I don't want a participation trophy for my kids. It's going to be tough on us. All right. Every day we're putting together report cards for a different division, and we're each going to go around and do that now. And this day we will be talking NFC North, I do believe. So, James, kick us off the team, the grade. We know what the grade is, don't we? Yes, we do know the grade. But you know what, Kay? <laughs> Tell me, James. Rob. What this... <laughs> Green Bay Packers team gets an A in. It's something you usually don't get a grade in. You usually get a little winged angel or a guy named Oscar. <laughs> they got an A in drama. And this was not a football season. This was a season of television that we had from the Green Bay Packers starring Aaron Rodgers. Let's just start off from the jump. Remember, I'm down in Jacksonville. I'm there with the number one pick. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. That's all the talk. No, it's not all the talk. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Green Bay Packers anymore. Then we get rumor after rumor during the offseason. He wants the general manager fired. They don't show up for OTAs. We see a picture of MJ and Scottie Pippen out there on Instagram from the last dance. What's going to happen? And then he shows up at the start of training camp for what I believe one of the best press conferences we've ever had in NFL history. The honesty the bluntness, how straightforward Aaron Rodgers was with his issues within the Green Bay Packers ownership and, well, I guess really not ownership, but front office and in every aspect that he had a problem with, lays it all out there. Well, then they start the season, they lay a dud to the Saints, 38-3, to three, the, the first season. game of the season. Yeah. And then what happens? Aaron Rodgers gets COVID. And then there's a twist yeah. in this show because he was not vaccinated. He was immunized. <laughs> I, didn't so immunized. Immunized. I didn't see that coming at all. Was that was, a, that was, was unbelievable. Trending. Everybody was talking about it at the water cooler yeah, on Monday yeah, yeah. after Sunday night on HBO. No one has a water cooler anymore, James. No, no, well, nobody works in an office either. But that <laughs> was not the greatest 
aspect of this. Then he goes on Pat McAfee and shows all of us he's not just a football player, he's also a scientist, and yes. he knows everything about COVID. Oh and then again, we get a press conference. About, well, yes, this is a great are. TV show, because then he all of a sudden throws his foot up on the screen, and we find Which out his awesome. toe is broken. This yeah. was unbelievable yeah. drama they throughout the entire season. They should have put a discretion thing before You think they should put one of those big black bars yeah. and yeah. blurt it out? nudity, there's some body parts I would have appreciated the warning. Yeah, it should have had like a viewer discretion advised like the beginning of and just yeah. told you everything that was I, happening. I didn't need, I wasn't but this, it this was, was an unbelievable season of drama. Oh. And guess what? We're right now mapping out and writing the first aspect of, of, of the next season as we're going to yeah. see how this one unfolds. James, but an A. went in on that yeah. one. We were how do we follow about, that, well, I, That's you, babe. <laughs> that's not me. Uh, we talked about succession yesterday, and how I told mm-hmm. you guys, I just don't want it to go on for 12 seasons. That's I want it to point. be... You know, some series are meant to be short and sweet and find out who the successor is to Logan Roy and be done with it. And I'm worried this is going to, you know, live past what it needs to be. We'll find out. We hope it doesn't Stay jump tuned. the shark. Well, I, I think, first of all, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. So I think we're going to have another drama. Do we all agree all with season. that? Rodgers is staying? Rodgers is staying. Yeah. You think I mean, it's the best. That's the best place for him, right? Okay. At least right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm up. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to the Minnesota Vikings. All right. They had a very up and down 2021 campaign, but one class they excelled in was cardiology. Cardiology <laughs> is the study and treatment of things related to the heart. Let me tell you, Minnesota had an unbelievable amount of games, both good and bad, that tugged at our heartstrings, guys. 14, 14 one possession games. <laughs> 14! Yes. Oh. You only played 17 games in the season. <laughs> Check this out here. And I know these teams had some issues this year, but the Vikings, 14. And then uh, the general manager gets fired. Um, the head coach, Mike Zimmer, gets fired. Um, but all the, a lot of the players are going to keep their job, like Kirk Cousins and some of these guys that were losing the games. I mean, check this out, guys. Okay. Their offense averaged the 25 points a game. Their defense gave up 25.1 points a game. I mean, like, literally, this is the definition of an average team. Yep. They went, what, 8 and 9, 9 and 8, something like that. But definition of an average team. And I felt so bad for Mike Zimmer when it came down to the end. I mean, literally. They just could keep a camera on Mike Zimmer's face at the end of every game because it came the fans, down. The fan base, the fans I need cameras like, on them. No, it just—it was just so bad for him. You just knew that every game was going to come down to this: the field goal unit and Minnesota either losing or Minnesota. <laughs> Having a win. But either way, you had to be hooked up to the cardiology machine because of... Um, this was such a stretch. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cardiology and A. Cardiology. I don't yeah. even think we have that class in school. I'm not I even... Didn't. I don't have a vested interest in that team, but I felt like I was attached to the EKG running on the treadmill going like the... The whole season. I think they're the most tortured fan base in the NFL. What do you think, James? Imagine if you're a gambler that bets on a lot of Vikings games. Oh, it might have been just... You'd not be that. You wouldn't be smart. Oh. You wouldn't be smart. Um, Talk about heart issues. <laughs> are my bears smart is a question I think often mm. over the years here as a, somebody who grew up in Chicago. Uh, with them, 2021, I look at it, it might not have gone their way, but I'm going to give them an A for business management slash like with a minor of accountability because I really appreciated Ooh. how they responded to that disappointing season. There were concerns among Chicago fans that the Bears would, st- I had this concern, they're going to stay the course. Ryan Pace has have a lot of leeway there. He's back year after year after year. Matt Nagy, they opted for a total 
total regime change. Uh, you know, Eberflus comes in there. GM Ryan Poles comes in there. These were moves that I think everyone knew had to be made, but it's hard to pull the trigger when it's a family-owned operation like it is there in Chicago. So I uh, also found myself really excited with what Poles is going to bring to the table. I don't know much about him, but he sat down with Peter yesterday. It's it's really cool. It's a real, you know, when you're going into the facility, you're typing in your GPS 1920 football drive. Hmm. And then you pull up and you're going by George Hallis's statue. And then they've created this hallway when you enter. Um, as you walk down, it's almost like a tunnel. It's black. And as you walk down, the white lights start to go off. And it's, it's Peyton. It's Sayers. It's Buckus. And it gives you intent every day to live up to that standard. I like that he also in that interview with Peter talked about Matt Eberflus talked about the you know the mm-hmm. opportunity to work together and I'll throw it to Shrags here now Shrags uh, I know you're going to wrap it up with the NFC North but it's very important that that person that's calling the shots there understands what it means to be in Chicago and with that organization and that was a thread that was throughout your interview with him and I'm stoked. Yeah, and it, it, there's certain franchises, Kay, in the NFL that it's like those Tiffany franchises, and they're the ones from the 1910s, the 1920s, and the Chicago Bears are one of them. And clearly, Ryan Poles knew that, not only when he was interviewing, but when he got the job. And I think him wrapping himself in the Bears' tradition and history is not just a gimmick to play to the fans, but it's real. And I think when that trickles down to the players, to know what it means to be a Chicago Bear matters. And I appreciate that, that you used that clip, because I thought that was special yesterday. I'm going to go to the other team in the division that we haven't mentioned yet, and I'm going to give them an A as well. And I'm going to give them an A in arithmetic, and it's the Detroit Lions. And you say, well, what arithmetic? What's it mean? I think they added the right pieces last offseason in adding Chris Spielman as, as a part of the front office, in adding Brad Holmes as the GM, and then adding Dan Campbell as the head coach. These three men came in, and they set up a culture right from go that might not have been everybody's cup of tea, but they said, we're going to look for football people, and we are going to build a football team based on character, based on football intelligence, and based on accountability. Dan Campbell made a lot of headlines with the, the biting the kneecaps, and we had a lot of fun with his press conference. Guess what? Those young Lions players, they bought into Dan Campbell and they wanted to play for Dan Campbell. This is the man right here who's going to lead them for the future. And you talk to a lot of people here now, a year removed from the hiring of Dan Campbell, and it's like a no-brainer. But at the time, there were doubts. There were doubts. Well, you interviewed Robert Sala, who's from Michigan. You interviewed Arthur Smith. You interviewed uh, you know, all these, Eric Bieniemy, all these different candidates interviewed with the Detroit Lions. You hired Dan Campbell. Guess what? Home run, A+. Plus. Building a culture. You build a culture in a place like Detroit where they haven't had wins. You build a culture in a place where they haven't had stacked season after season after season. That's the importance. So if I can give an A to the Lions last year in anything, it's the hiring of Dan Campbell and starting to build something. I love Spielman. I love Brad Holmes. And I love what they did at the end of that season. Three wins in the last five games. Detroit Lions are in the right place. A in arithmetic. They added it up in the offseason last year. Let's welcome in Mr. Mike Vrabel. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, it's so cool to be back in Indy, and I know you have such an affinity for this place, not only being a head coach but an assistant coach, but also a player who competed at the Combine. What was your Combine experience, and do it, you have any memories from that? Well, it was good. I roomed with Orlando Pace. So when you room with the number one <laughs> overall pick, um, you, your phone rings a lot. And, and, and Orlando decided to go home, and he didn't want to get an MRI or something, so they kept calling the room. I'm like, guys, I, I – I really think he went back home to Columbus. <laughs> I, he's, not, he's, not not like, oh, no. he's not He's not here, so you can keep calling this room, but I, I know that he's not here. And so you know, when you're the number one overall pick, you're just like, 
I'm going to go home and wait for the draft. Yeah, that's amazing. And then, obviously, as a Pro Football Hall of Famer, you're the coach of the year right now as we head towards the Is that something season. that carries over? Like, it's like, is it, is it like a – Right? Like, the reigning, is, it, is that, is that actually a thing? I don't like, know. Do you get, like, a, a badge, like a logo? You I don't know. You get nothing. Nothing. You get nothing. The speech was good. Early <laughs> exit to, from the playoffs. Hey, and, and we're going to work on, you know, the team this offseason. So it starts here, but it's also free agency. And – uh, I thought your colleague John Robinson was incredible yesterday, showing a vulnerability that maybe we don't see often from a general manager and how emotional he was about the exit from the playoffs. Your reaction to his comments and really the overall feeling now a month removed? Well, my reactions are, are always the same. You know, John and I have a great relationship, and <clears throat> you know we have um, a fantastic owner that allows us to do our job, and she trusts us to do our job. And you know, we have a re- responsibility, a huge responsibility to – to bring a championship to, to Tennessee. And, um, you know, it means a lot to everybody. It means a lot to the to players, our staff, our organization, our coaches. So uh, that's what we're trying to build, and, and we'll get back to work on it now. A couple years ago, there was a guy at a Mississippi State who came out to the field and just dominated and, like, workouts and all that stuff. You guys, despite an injury, despite stuff, hey, we don't know how he fits in the NFL. And then Jeffrey Simmons comes out of the gates this year and is just incredible. Looking back now on his time and the value of a combine and getting to know these guys as people and not just what you read on the paper. It, it was the combine process, but it was also the process of, of following up and, and a lot of you know private time and personal vi- visits. And you know the more that you got to know um, Jeffrey is, is the more you got to love him as a person and what he stood for. And you know this year just the. The development and his commitment to to working on his technique and fundamentals. He was always bigger, faster, and stronger, more powerful than than most players. But you can really see the the, the technique that he started to use and some of his fundamentals. So I, I think that that's a great testimonial to, to players that want to try to improve is try to improve your your technique and fundamentals. Yeah, and the defense had the nine sacks in the playoff game, and afterwards it's. All right, let's talk about the quarterback because that's what we do. We talk about the quarterbacks. And I know you were asked about it yesterday, and I thought you were open and honest. And uh, Ryan Tannehill, where, where are we at with Ryan Tannehill going into this season? And what would be your word to Titans fans saying, hey, what's up with Tannehill? Yeah, I mean, we're the same place that we are every year. We, we evaluate our roster. We evaluate the, the players that are under contract, the ones that have expiring contracts. And, and we look to, to improve the entire roster. <clears throat> you know, we know that uh, the quarterback play is critical. Ryan understands that. Nobody understands that more than he does. Uh, he's won a lot of games for us. We're going to win a lot more um, with Ryan. Uh, and, and everybody else has a job to do as well. Their job is to improve and, and, and do the things that they need to do to take care of the football. We can't throw 19 interceptions, can't fumble as many times as we did as an entire offense. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot that we can improve on. Yeah, you guys had so many different injuries and setbacks, yet there was win after win, and you guys stacked on those wins, and adversity almost didn't exist in that building. It felt like you guys found a way to take that adversity, empower, and galvanize around it. Just talk about it now that we're removed from it. Just like, what it was like going, this star's down, this Derrick Henry's down. Okay, we got to rely on Foreman. Just what it was like to do that, and then what was your message throughout to keep that consistent that, hey, we can win with who we got on the field? Well, that's what happens. I think early on in my coaching career, I thought, man, we got to really eliminate distractions. And then quickly, I realized that that's impossible. (laughs) Distractions are going to happen. They're going to come up. It's how we handle them. Uh, I figured that if I don't panic, the coaches don't panic. And then in turn, the players don't panic. So um, our job is to get guys ready. We testament to our coaches and those players that would come in on Wednesday and uh, be playing in the game for us on Sunday. There was a lot of those players that did that, that helped us win. And, um, 
it's just something that we believe in, that we try to give our guys the, the best chance, the best game plan, and at times it wasn't perfect, but the, the consistency that you mentioned is certainly something that I believe in. We talk about culture and identity so much, and it starts at the top from ownership, and then obviously it's through the coach. Uh, you look at Derrick Henry, you look at A.J. Brown, you look at nine sacks in the playoff game, and Autry and Simmons and these bodies and Landry. What are the Tennessee Titans under Mike Vrabel, and do you see that version of what you envision on Sundays as this tough, hard-nosed team. Yeah, and I think sometimes now, having done this for a few years, um, culture uh, to me and to us is is what we look like at our worst, what we look like after two or three losses in a row, which we've had in the last four years, what we look like uh, in a bad first half, what we look like when we're down 14 nothing in this stadium yeah. here and to be able to come back and win because – how is the culture with the Rams right now? It's great. Yep. You know what I mean? You're, you you want. Yeah. And, and so that's the easy way is to define culture when, when things are good. So, you know, we want to be able to stick together. We want to put the team first. Uh, there's a lot of things that we believe in as far as conditioning and physicality. But it's it comes down to competitiveness and winning. How, how committed to winning are you and how competitive can you be? And Bayard had that pick on this field that put that game away. Uh, I would just wrap with, you know, to see the, the coach of the year thing and we laugh and say it's right. What you guys are building in Tennessee is special, and, and you can add to those pieces. Is there anything this offseason, not a player, not a position, but is there anything you would like to see this team do that you think can take you into next season where, hey, we're even better and we're going to be even more of a threat in the playoffs? Well, I think that that always happens now. That's happening daily with us, with me, my coaching staff, our coaching staff, and player acquisition. Um, but it's about getting back around the players. Like We coach to be with players, to make players better. Uh, and, and that's what I hope for. I hope that as quickly as possible you know, we can get through this process and we can find a way to get our players back in uh, when the offseason starts. We're going to toss it back to the studio. I, I don't know if you realize how much we're a fan of you and the way you, act, and the way you behave as, as far as a head coach leading a team and creating a culture, creating an identity. And Kay Adams is on that show, Mike Robinson, and, of course, James Palmer. They just want to say hello. We miss you guys. (laughs) We want them here too, right? We miss you guys. I I miss where you guys are at way more than you guys miss me. I I miss – the list goes on and on. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Guys, welcome back to Good Morning Football, mid-conversation with the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, Mr. Nathaniel Hackett. He's with me here in Indianapolis. Uh, head coach, NFL, how cool is that? You know, I, I thought it was really cool until I got to come sit up here with you guys and uh, be on Good Morning Football, man. This is, uh, this is pretty sweet. This is sweet. I mean, Kay, Kyle, James Palmer, Mike Robinson, we're thrilled to I'm, have you, man. I mean, the absolute best. I mean, my wife loves Kay so much. I just want you to know <laughs> you're one of my favorite. Kyle, uh, I want you to know I'm going to do everything I can to get on Angry Runs. That's I know he's not right here. There, yeah, you better watch out. I might put some pads up and jump on a table or something like that. Um, well, we appreciate that. We also appreciate your new place here. How's it been? Uh, it's now about a month in. It might feel like it's been longer or less. I don't know, but you're here. You're the head coach of the Denver Broncos. What do we got? It's, it's been unbelievable. I mean, I blacked out for most of it, I think. I mean, uh, the amount of stuff that you have to do. I was telling some people, I mean, when we first started, it felt like Jerry Maguire, you know, making all the phone calls, talking with so many different people. And uh, it's, been, uh, it's been awesome. It's been a wild ride and uh, very excited to be here at the Combine and moving forward. Quarterback is going to be a discussion. Where are we at with the quarterback of the Denver Broncos? It's a very important position. A guy named John Elway used to play it, and we've been waiting since Peyton Manning for another one. You know, I'm, heck, I'm, I'm just excited to hang out with John Elway more. I yeah, on, my, cool. on my interview, I asked for his jersey, and, uh, <laughs> so I've got to hold him to that right now. Um, but yeah, you know, I think we're just kind of evaluating the entire uh, the entire group, and uh, we'll get those best guys out there that we can find. Uh, the looming figure in this conversation, and in every conversation with you, is going to be number twelve out in Green Bay. Yesterday, Matt Lafleur said he's not going to annoy. Aaron Rodgers. I thought that was an interesting approach. You've worked with him. He's spoken very highly of you. Uh, not that we can talk about him as a potential Bronco, but where do you think Rodgers is right now in his process, knowing him so well? You, you know what's really cool about that is, I mean, legitimately, Aaron could be anywhere in the world right now. Um, but uh, no, I, you know, physically or physically, metaphysically, I mean, I mean anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll tell you, I, I just want the best for him, you know. And uh, I know that he's, you know, the only person that knows what Aaron's going to do is Aaron. And uh, I'm just so happy for him and all all the experiences that we've had these past three years. I mean, God, we had we we've had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see. You know, it's just it's just good to be there for him if he needs. Anything. You can't even really reach out, right? He's under contract, so it's no. not like you can even do anything. There's no recruiting process, right? No, nothing at all. I mean, he's a Packer. I'm a Bronco, and uh, you know, I wish him the best. And uh, you know, I know he does the same for me. Yeah, it's like a long lost love. You can just write to each other, and who knows? Maybe we'll be reunited. We'll see. Um, I, I look at your staff you built, and I thought the defensive coordinator hire was interesting. You go to the champion Rams, bring in Ijero Ivera. Who, who is he? And tell us why you he is your defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, he's a guy that I've known. I mean, heck, over half my life. You know, we've been uh, we're in each other's weddings. You know, godfathers to each other's kids, and um, it's just awesome to be able to have an opportunity like this to be able to be a head coach in the NFL and be able to have somebody like that that means so much to. 
to you and not because of the relationship that we've had over the years, but because of everything that he's accomplished. I mean, the guy's been to three Super Bowls. He finally won third time's a charm. Um, but, I mean, he's been to so many playoffs. He's been around so many amazing coordinators, from Monty Kiffin to uh, Dom Capers, who's on our staff also, Vic Fangio, who's absolutely amazing, and Wade Phillips. So, I mean, to have all those things go to so many playoffs, be on so many great teams, to then now be able to have the opportunity to be able to work with him just for me to be on his team. I mean, I'm just so grateful, and uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so happy for him. You, new defensive coordinator, we'll see about quarterback. I think on all of our uh, tables here, we just want to thank you for coming on Good Morning Football this early in the morning. I know everyone's filling into this building, but it's really cool for you to come and join us. I appreciate it. I feel right now, is I feel really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to Kay and Kyle and Mike and, and James. Kay, you're the best. All y'all, so appreciative to be on the show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.